Welcome to episode 65 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In the kingdom of Karazakrak, or Everpeak, for us people who cannot speak Dwarven. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, that's Scott Prime. I'm Steve Kilowagi. Howdy, folks. How's it going, Scott? It is going very well. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing okay. Why are we talking like this now? I don't know. Okay. It's just our thing. It is. So are you excited about some Blood Bowl? In general, or what? I don't know. This is a Blood Bowl podcast. We're doing a Blood Bowl podcast. We played two games last night on the new pitch, one on each side. We did. We uh, we, we broke out. What, what is that called? Just the Dwarf Skaven pitch, or does it have a name? Dwarf Skaven Underground pitch or something like that? Right. It has underground kickoff rules on the back of the box. Which we did not use. Well, we can't, because we were playing our league, our store league. Can. We could? <laughs> You wouldn't have said the, nothing? The league is based... As long as you both agree, I don't care. That's the main thing. Ooh, I'm going to find the right guy and just say, like, let's just keep scoring touchdowns. But that's not... <laughs> that's not what I mean. You have... To, something like that. You know, You're saying rules, if, if cards, two, you know. Okay. Things we don't normally allow. If you want to use them and both people agree, I don't see a real issue. Because it's not really a playoff game, and our leagues are just meet up and play yeah. to build up for the playoffs. And even if it was a playoff game, the only thing you're going to do is harm yourself if there's any disadvantage to it. Okay. So we did not play th- with the kickoff rules for the underground um, no. field. Um, I was talking to one of our league guys who has the field, and when he talked to me about it, he mentioned that there was only rules for the Skaven side, which I thought was odd. Well, the but, rules are written for Skaven. Right, but really, those that kickoff table, after further review of looking at it, it is made for the underground pitches. So the dwarf pitch is also like an underground pitch. No. I mean, no? I understand what you're saying, but it is specifically catering to the Skaven because when you hit you go into the ground and a geyser can come up and knock you around i i get that that's not going to happen you, on the dwarven side but if you look at the box it says to be used with it the underground pitches yeah. Yeah. yeah so therefore so it I can guess, be used sure it but, just depends how fluffy you want to get if you want to think that's true that this dwarven pitch is in a mountain and why it looks pristine and stuff that you know mountains could erupt or have problems mm-hmm what was the article on uh, Warhammer World? Warhammer about Jonathan Taylor York's team? There is a great article about like the fluffiness of he has a team and I cannot remember the name, but their their mascot is the Wanderers because they like travel the world and they don't have like a home base. But that's because the goblins and the Skaven started coming into the stadiums to sell stuff and took over. Right. So they went into disrepair. So yeah, you could say that it's an older disrepair stadium and cracks are coming up or something but speaking of which i'll I'll try to link that article for fluff wise so people can go read if you did not catch it if you're not on facebook because i know there's a billion blood bowl facebook groups (laughs) and if you're in any of those that's all you see in your facebook feed so i'll try to uh put that a link in the podcast notes so you can go read this cool thing about all this fluffiness with I'm this I'm pretty sure team. unless you're complaining about something you're not going to see the new stuff <laughs> because it's just people keep replying on stuff that they complain about so those keep getting recycled to the top of my feed all the time i got gotcha. you 
So what what else you want to talk about? Uh, we are No, I let's guess, no, let's talk about our games. Oh, the games. Yeah, we had a couple of league games. Did Me we, and Steve finally played each other. We did Stunty on Stunty. We did my Emerson Biggin Ogre team versus your Blood Moon Lunatics, my goblins, and we played on the dwarf side, which was mm-hmm. kind of weird that that's the side we chose. I like the dwarf side. It's very clear. Yeah, it's very. It looks clean, and it's easy to distinguish what's going on. Right. I this one this new pitch at least it comes with. Uh, it sounds like a segment, but anyways, um, eh. <laughs> it comes with. Dugouts this time, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought was weird is the Skaven side incorporates all the warp stone in the in the ornamentation. Yeah, uh-huh. but the dwarf team, which is covered in jewels, their stadium doesn't have any jewels. That's because they're it's in their little strongholds or whatever. <laughs> they're keeping it away from people. Yeah, I guess but maybe I don't know. Just kind of odd. Um. One thing I did notice playing, especially the goblins versus the ogre matchup, the one we all know, the field is so much bigger now. I mean, it's not significantly bigger, but it does take it up is. more table space. That's for sure. So if you set up a dice tower and you, and you actually use the big dugouts, that's a lot of room. So it took up our whole table. Pretty much. What what I was telling Steve is, you know. All the guys over there in the Pacific uh, Northwest are going to get really excited. I, I was like, <laughs> if they were going to make this bigger, why didn't they just go full 40 millimeter? That way, all the ogres could fit in yeah. a space very cleanly. Because I was playing with my ogres, which are on, I guess, the 40 millimeter base. They're 40 millimeter round bases. Right. So they're and I had still my trolls. a little bit too big on the 34 It's not insane, but it's, yes. It's better than the old field. Yeah. When they they're on the pitch, but there was still crowding problems when mm-hmm. you had those guys clustered up. And at this point, if they were going to go a little bit bigger, it already messes up how we run tournaments and stuff. Because now you yeah. got to play sideline to sideline. Why didn't they just go to forty millimeter? I don't know. Would now that might have that fit, that might have messed up the tables. I was gonna say that might not fit sideways on the table. Hmm, that's something to look at. Because yeah, maybe that maybe you so. Use the forty millimeter. When you when you use the forty millimeter pitch, we had to put that covering on top, didn't we? I don't remember that, but that that could be the issue, okay. Steve. I mean, I, I didn't think about that until just now. But yeah, it still doesn't it doesn't fix the crowding problem. It makes yeah. it a little bit better, but you know what I mean. I got gotcha. you. So yes, uh, Steve beat up my troll. He knocked one out for I killed the other one. And then he killed the other one who luckily regenerated. <laughs> and I forgot I had an apothecary on the first one. So I played the whole game with one troll. We I I won two to one? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. Steve threw a goblin down the field or a snotling down the field. And for my goblins blitz. couldn't pick it up. And Steve eventually dodged through some tackle zones and picked up an attack. Oh, that, zone to yeah, score. you actually knocked me. D- I went for the ball and failed, and it bounced to your guy who was in the end zone who right. missed it, and it went right. behind him. Yeah, the goblins rolled a lot of twos to pick up the ball. But, mm-hmm. but we got the win, so we're pretty happy with that. Ch- chainsaw guy didn't really do anything. No. Bomb guy didn't really do anything. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah, he took out three people. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, well, when you don't something. write that stuff down, 
Yeah. It's kind of like you don't remember this stuff as I understand. well. Then we decided to flip the pitch and... Yeah, so we did the Skaven side pitch, the Warp Stone, which that side is really awesome. Lots of details. It, it is, but man, it's so hard to see the squares. Did, did you see the goblin getting eaten by the rats? He was in my corner of the end zone. No. Okay. I saw the human crawling out of the the river. Of the, the Warp Stone yeah. infested river. Infected, I guess, river or whatever. Yeah. Polluted. Yeah. But yeah, there's a goblin and there's little rats all around him, like eating him. Huh. So his name uh, is Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. South Park. Oh, maybe when Kenny. he used to die, he get taken away by the right, rats. Right, right. Okay. okay. So, so then that game was my Chaos Pact, the Drakwall Demons, and my Youthlin, uh, Youthlin United Unicorns. Your. Elf Union team. My Elf Union team. Painted all in these bright rainbow colors. They're so awesome. And so, okay, so the first game, we used the block dice from Eurobowl that Jonas and them sent us. Right. They have like little crosshairs for like the POWs and they have little moose heads for skulls. And, and tracks for the push. Tracks for the push and stuff like that. We also used... A lot of skulls and, <laughs> and uh, both downs on those. Yes, there was. Um, we also use these dice with a jester head on them. It's I don't know sc- where I got them. It's a orc skull with a jester hat. So if you know where those dice came from, I must have picked them up from somebody at a tournament. I don't know where. Well, they got sent to us, and unfortunately we keep lousy notes on who sends us stuff. <laughs> Anyways, those dice were Amazing. the balls. They rolled fives and sixes almost every time. I failed my... I have five ogres. I failed my... Bonehead three times the whole game. Yeah, that was really annoying. <laughs> the dice were Those not, dice were incredible. Yeah, they were not allowed anywhere Steve's else. like, this is why we have tournament dice, because if not, I would take these dice everywhere we go and only play with these. No doubt. So the second game was Chaos Pact and, and uh, what, what are they called now? Union Elf, Elf, Union. Elf Union. And we played with we played with the Australian dice. Yeah. Australian block dice, block dice, and uh, the rainbow ones. Yeah, they're very cool. Yeah, they kind of fit my team theme. And Steve kicked my butt pretty much the whole game, well, but I was still L's. I only had two people. I only had two of his people knocked out, not casualties or anything. Well, what and I, I could have scored, but I decided to just you wait. You did the right thing. And I was going to knock one of his guys out of bounds and hurt another one and. Just, I could never casualty anybody. And then he wound up dodging like crazy, knocking the ball out of my Skaven's hands, and ended up, well, you won two to one on that one? Uh, two to nothing. Two to nothing. I, never scored. I still never scored in that second, or the first half. I've missed two passes. Right. <laughs> Why don't you pass with L's? Because it doesn't work. You were having crap luck. But you, when I say you kicked my butt, I was picking my guys off the ground like, it felt like every block was a stun. Yeah. And I was picking guys up. And luckily, I was dumb elves that could get up and but do dumb things. I think I ended up getting four casualties on you, three or four, and knocking out like three or four people. Yeah, it was rough. It wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't as much as it should have been. <laughs> no. But as much as you were going down with seven armor. Yeah. 
Finally, though, I got enough money where I could buy a player to have a bench on my elf team. Yay. Good. And I didn't lose anybody on my Chaos Pack team. That helps. <laughs> right. That's good times. Yeah. So our store league is going well. It is. It's going really well. Uh, we had a few guys that, well, not few. We had one guy who was really into Blood Bowl, and then he got bit by the magic bug, and now he's, yeah. in, he's not playing in our league. But he's still signed up for the tournament. No, yeah. he's. I talked to him, actually, the other day. Uh, Jeff said that he's coming to the tournament and still has fun with it. So Good. that's great. Now, if you listen to the last Oklahoma Bowl podcast, you know, we are now currently sitting at 33 people. That means we are only seven away. Actually, we're eight away for breaking a record if everybody shows up. And so let's break a record. Let's get more than 40. Yeah, and honestly, that's not including us. That's not including Hess to other people that we know about. So it's just... Let's just get 10 more people and If rock we it. had, like, you know, <laughs> the podcasts that are in Texas come, we'd break 40. Yeah, where are the Reekland Network people? Yeah. That know. whole group. Didn't they bring, like, four people last year? I think so. I'm sure they're still signing up. There's yeah, really time, no doubt. But... Kenny loves playing and, and all them, so I'm yeah. not worried about that. But other than that... I think that's pretty much it. No, that's not it. Hmm. You're going to have to talk about... Steve is about to adventure into the land of Fumble, playing on the NBFL. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. So, Steve, if you're not familiar with this, this is a league on Fumble where it's like you mimic the pro teams. Mm -hmm. So there's 32 teams just like the pros. They have a college league where after so many seasons, the players get up for draft. And then the draft is, is not necessarily somehow they figure out that like a vampire player can turn into one of these six positionals. It's or like something. skilled strength, uh, unskilled and special. Right. So they fit in these categories. Right. Like when I was had my Nurgle team, a lot of I realized a lot of the guys I was drafting to become Pestigors were former vampires. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, is if that vampire had a strength plus one and sure hands, those are the skills you got. And um, to get that, you have to go build your team. So Steve's been doing builders when he basically you get to play snotling teams to pound the snotlings into the ground to get star player points. So you can convert your, your draftees into these right. new people. I think it only took four or five games. It wasn't much. It felt like six or seven, but I it turned yeah, it started snowballing really quick and Yeah. But um I still think we ought to do some type of charity event because you've helped me in the past with yeah. <laughs> the Snotling team. I think we ought to go Snotling versus Snotling and like have for like a fundraiser or something, for maybe for the website and then winner take all just well, we, for fun. We actually do have some stuff coming up for the website, so we'll talk about that probably next time once they come in. Sure. Okay. Um, but no, that's But it. we could do a charity for Fumble itself. Ooh. Donate the money to them? Yeah. They're trying to do a fundraiser right now to upgrade their server, I think. Well, then maybe we will talk about that. My idea was is that we, we take our Snotling teams, we both... Yeah. Start a game up and we just pass through the turns. That way everybody's healed. And then we go into the game with a full 16 man roster of snotlings. We can and just cut people and buy. Yeah, whatever. Probably. Um, do we want to set a date? 
no, no, no. We'll, we will we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll, we'll see what we really want to do. I don't know if anybody would actually put money up or anything yeah, for a fumble. Can, we can promote it. See if, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about our website first. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the good news is, folks, is um, we are getting a lot of listeners. A since lot the, of listeners since the resurgence of Blood Bowl. The new edition has come out, so we welcome all you new people, and uh, we hope you continue to enjoy. And as always, if you enjoy, you know, let us know by Facebook or email or iTunes. And we even want to hear the bad stuff. If there's something yeah. you don't like, tell us. There's been a few people that's done that, and we appreciate it. So yeah. we've got to get better. Yeah. All right. So, long intro. What are we going to talk about today, Steve? Well, I think this time we're going to talk about the new, what are they called, special play cards that just came out? So, recently, yes, a couple of weeks ago, the special play cards, and they're calling this the Hall of Fame pack. So, we are going to break down the Hall of Fame pack for its fluffiness. There's two more separate, than anything. Yeah, there's two separate decks, right? Yeah, there's Heroic Feats, which we'll talk about in our first segment. And we're going to kind of make a little fun game show out of it. Steve's really looking forward to that. And then we are going to break down in the second segment the Magical Memorabilia. And then our last segment, we're going to go over Wizard's Cup that we just ran. Right. So um, then, we, of course, we have shout-outs. This would be a fun little podcast. And that'll be it. Yep. Okay. So uh, let's take a break, and we will come back with some Hall of Fame pack cards of the Heroic Feats. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. All right, first up, we're going to start looking at these heroic feat cards. These can, once again, these can be found in the... uh, New special play cards deck released by Games Workshop uh, probably three weeks ago now. Something like that, yeah. Um, I think they Same were... Same time the Pitch and the Dwarf And the Dwarf Dice and, and all dice, that stuff yeah. came out. So so we're going to take a look at these. Um, you know, look at the fluff on them. See where they compare to the old cards that were in inducements that were, <laughs> I guess, play tested. Okay, so this deck that you have, mm-hmm. some of them are old cards, some of them are new ones, right? That is correct. And then um, that's what you're going to be quizzing me on. Sure, I'm going to read the new card. Okay. And then I'm going to say, is this an old card or a new card? And you're going to tell me that, and then we'll kind of compare it with the old one to see if it's exactly the same or not. Okay. Should we keep score? If you nah. want, if you want to keep score, yeah, you're not going to get it right. So I'll know if they are or not. <laughs> I probably won't know the names, but. All right, you ready? Sure. This one's called Die Hard. Old card or new card? Should I read what it does? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't just go off the name. Uh, new card, because no card is called that in the old deck. Okay, that's uh, correct. Well, yeah, but... Okay, this one says uh, timing. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players takes an action. The effect, pick a player... On your team that is stunned and turn them over so they are prone. Quote, that player just took a beating, but that's not going to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I mean. It could come in handy situationally. Yeah, it could. 
All right. Inch perfect kick. The quote is, come along now. That's just showing off. Timing. Play after all players have been set up for a kickoff immediately after the ball is placed. The effect. Instead of scattering the ball normally, scatter it three times, one square each using the throw-in template instead of the scatter template. Each time you can choose the templates facing. The ball will still bounce three times if it's not caught. You'll still count bounce three times if it's not caught? Or just once? It says the ball will still bounce three times if it's not caught. What? That's that... what that's what it says. Okay, that is wrong. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just reading what it says. But I'm right though, that's wrong. Um, because if it's not count, it just scatters once. What was it, what was it saying? I, I read it again. Sorry. Instead of scattering the ball normally, okay, scatter it three times, one square each, using the throw-in template instead of the scatter template. Each time you choose the templates facing, the ball will still bounce three times if it's not caught. Oh, okay. This is worded funny. Mm-hmm. Cause Old card or new card? So basically it's saying that you can catch it in the middle of it bouncing. Right. Okay. Um, sounds like an old one. It is an old one. The old one is called... Hold on. It wasn't perfect kick. It was... It was perfect kick. It was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the old card reads, you try and kick the ball to the right spot to help your defense. Play after all players have been set up on the kickoff, but before any kickoff result is is rolled. Place the ball anywhere in the line of scrimmage or the end zone of of the opponent's half, excluding the wide zones. To determine the landing square for the ball, instead of the normal kick scatter, scatter the ball, uh, scatter for one square three times using the side... Line template, throw in template for each scatter. You may choose how the template is facing on each scatter as long as it is facing a sideline or end zone. So the wording is different. Yeah, the wording is much better than the old one. Well, that's probably going to be an ongoing theme, my friend. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. I'm going to say right now that I kind of like some of the new fluffiness. I like how a lot of these cards have been maybe updated a little bit okay. name-wise. But there's, I wish there was value on them like the old cards. Yeah. And I wish they were maybe play tested a little bit. And that's the good thing about the old cards is that we know they were play tested. A long, long time. A long time ago. Okay. All right. Ready for the next one? Sure. We're still in the heroic feats, Steve. Okay. Card. Go the extra mile. He's moving like a halfling at a halftime buffet. Old card or new card? You have to tell me what it does. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that would only make it sense. <laughs> yeah. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players take an action. Pick a player on your team. Until the end of your turn, the player can go for it any number of times. Each attempt for the second or third, if they have the sprint skill, have a cumulative Minus one modifier to the dice roll to see whether they fail. Yeah, that's an old one. Um, greased shoes? No. It's it's very similar. It's like greased... Um, no, it's not greased shoes. Um, 
Is it just called Go For It? The new card is called Go the Extra Mile. Yeah. The old card is called Going the Extra Mile. Oh, okay. Well, and it's pretty much the same effect. Yeah. The more you sprint, for, more you the go for it, it, the harder it is. Mm-hmm. After your normal allowed to go for it, or if you have sprint, you're three. So you, you could legitimately go the whole length of the pitch. Exactly. No, yeah. you can't. Because, well, because six always succeeds. So, yes, you all. Yeah, you six is always succeeds. But That's true. It's nigh impossible. Um, fancy footwork. Hey, where's he going? Timing. Place at the start of any of your turns before any of your players take an action. Effect. Pick a player on your team. Until the end of the turn, their MA is reduced by two, but you can add one to the result of any dodge rolls for them. New card or That's old card? That's a new one. That is a new card. Okay. So simply put, you just... I guess if you need to dodge through a whole bunch of guys... Huh. You can base, basically get stunty in a lot of ways. That's interesting. But you add one to the result. It says add one to any dodge rolls. So basically you're getting stunty, right? Well, you're not ignoring tackle rolls, <clears throat> though. Oh. Well, just- you, okay, then that's... Anytime you dodge, you add one. It's adding another one. But you add one to the result of any dodge rolls. Yeah. For in, in addition okay. to the regular plus one, so you get okay. plus two. And so it's really not like a stunty. But if you're going around one person, then, you know, it's as if you have stunty. Okay. Anyways. That's not bad, I guess. That's not bad. All right. Suicide okay. Blitz. It's probably an old one because I think there was one called that. Right. You're correct on that. The balls, let's see. The quote is, the balls barely left the ground, but that maniac's already punching. Timing. Play after the kickoff to your opponent has been fully resolved, including the ball landing, but before the turn begins. Oh, wait. This is the one where each player can take an action, but you have to roll to see if the next person can do it, right? I'm about to read that. So pick a player on your team. They cannot be holding the ball. They can immediately take a blitz action. For the duration of the action, they have the no hand skill. Oh, is that it? That's what this one says. Let me read the old card. Yeah. The old card says suicide blitz. The player gets a good jump over the line of scrimmage and launches himself at the opponent's. Play after a kickoff to your opponent has been resolved, including the ball landing, but before the opponent's turn begins. A player of your choice not holding the ball may take a blitz action immediately. This player suffers from the no-hand skill for this action only. So it's relatively okay, the same. Okay, it's the same. Who's looking at a different one, then? All right. Golden Boy. I met him once. Nice guy. That's the quote. Okay. Timing. Play at the, game, play at the start of the game immediately before the first kickoff. The effect is pick a player on your team while the player is on the pitch. You have a fame plus a plus two. This does not affect your opponent's fame. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know that result, so I'm going to say new. It's a new card. Okay. So, as long as this guy's on the pitch, you get a plus two fame. So, does that mean you get plus two to your fame? Well, you get a plus While this two. player's on the pitch, you have a fame of plus two. So okay, I it replaces would, the fame. Right. 
But I would not think it messes with your money at the end of the game. It says why he's on the pitch. So yeah, I, I think, think this right. is only for kickoff results. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry they didn't ask you when they well, made I'm just saying up. it's not. It's not. It's, I, don't, I don't care for it either. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Card. Catcher's instincts. It's like you knew where the ball was going before it even went there. Timing. Play during any kickoff where you are receiving after the ball has scattered and ended in an unoccupied square in your half. Pick one of your players on the pitch that is on the line of scrimmage and move them to the same square as the ball. Roll to see if they catch the ball with an additional plus one modifier. Old card or new card? Doesn't sound familiar. I'll say new. Okay. It is an old card. The old card is called Come to Papa. You have read the kickoff almost perfectly and you are ready to receive it. When you are receiving the kickoff after all players have been set up and the ball has been scattered, but before the kickoff result is rolled, move one player not on the line of scrimmage to where the ball will land. So it's kind of like a high kick. Okay, but this but one doesn't give you the plus one. And didn't the other one say someone on the line of scrimmage? The other one says not on the line of scrimmage. The new one? I'm sorry. I read the second one wrong. Both of them say not on the line of scrimmage. Okay. So it's like a high kick. But the new one gives you an additional plus one. Gives you an additional plus one. Okay. By the way, all these cards so far that we have uh, matched up, they are the uh, the old cards, the special play ones. Okay. That's why we don't know them. These are all 50,000. These are all 50,000s. And really... Never and, took them. And I know all the cards are called special play cards now, but back in the day, in LRB yeah. 6 or the CRP, they were all special play cards. Or not all special play cards. There was miscellaneous mayhem, dirty tricks. Yeah. And these were called special play cards. Magic items. Right. Let's see. Ready? Yep. In the zone. Did you see the look at that player's eyes? Nothing going to get in his way. Timing. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players takes an action. Effect. Pick a player on your team until the end of your turn. That player does not suffer penalties to any dice rolls as a result of enemy tackle zones. Sounds new. It is new. Okay. Hmm. He does not suffer penalties to dice rolls as a result of enemy tackle zones. So, I guess that would negate tackle, diving tackle. Prehensile tail. No, not, tail. not diving tackle. Prehensile tail, tentacles, any, any uh, zones. Mm-hmm. Wait. Uh, I guess so. Let me look real quick. Sure. Does not suffer any penalties to any dice rolls. On his. So, yeah, dodge zones. Well, tackle zones, prehensile tail. I I would... I guess it would depend on how shadowing and tentacles is worded. Because if it gives a minus to his... No, because it wouldn't. I don't think it would affect tackle. I mean, tentacles and shadowing. It might not. You dodge first... 
and then see if they stay. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but, or tentacles, you have to break away first before you ever do the dodge. But what I'm saying is you have to roll dice. That's true. So if if it says you get a plus for your movement and you get a negative to the roll because due to the other player's strength, then would it negate the negative from the other player's strength? Mm, I'm not sure. Overthinking. Okay. <laughs> Sp- spectacular catch. Hey, where did he learn to catch like that all of a sudden? Timing. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players takes an action. Effect. Pick a player on your team until the end of your turn. That player has the catch and diving catch skills. Old or new? That's old. That it's is old. called... Perfect catch. I don't know. It's called spectacular catch. Same. Okay. A player puts himself on the line to try for an amazing catch. Play at the beginning of your turn before any player takes an action. For this turn, a player of your choice gains the catch and diving catch skill. That's cool. Unlikely interception. What just happened? Get a wizard in here. We need to see that again. Timing. Play when one of your players attempts to make an interception before rolling the dice. New. Straight off. (laughs) (laughs) Effect. Regardless of this player's agility... Or any modifiers, the interception will succeed on a roll of three plus. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Isn't that nuts? That is... One of the most broken cards I've seen in this deck. Yeah, that's... No, no On a three plus. Regardless of tackle zones. Imagine if It'll be safe to throw. If this guy's surrounded, he'd have to have a six. Oh, no, he just needs a three. And imagine if he had catch, he gets to re-roll that. Right? That's, the skill yeah. just says re-roll. Yeah, because it doesn't the card the, says yeah. modifiers. You're right. Crazy. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't think that you would really care for it too much. All right, we ready? It's, it's basically an instant. It's close. I mean, we've had... It's a 66% chance of a interception. No, I just mean like in magic terms. It's an instant. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's the first one we have to where it's not right, played at the beginning of a turn or at the end of a turn. I got you. Yeah. I don't like that. You totally catch somebody off guard, especially if they've never seen this card before. Hey, you want to play with the cards? Yeah, sure. I'm going to throw over this guy's head. I guess your Beast of Nurgle can try to <laughs> intercept it. I won't go off on a big rant. But this is why cards are not allowed in the league. <sighs> and also, this is just like when Heroclix instituted um, uh, feats and yeah, battlefield conditions. It was the feats. What there was a was it armor piercing feat? Yeah, there was a feat that allowed it was more damage no matter the, what happened. I don't think it was that. It was the one that gave the shield that oh. negated the. The attack? Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but you could basically attach it to Wolverine. As soon as he took like six damage, you could just give up five points and negate the whole attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was the first instant in that game. And at that point, I was like, this is going to kill it. And it did. Yep. For me. All right. So this better not be the same thing. <laughs> Mighty Leap. I haven't seen a jump like that before. Uh, I'm sorry. I misquoted that. <laughs> I haven't seen a jump like that since before Springhill Scrog had that accident. Timing. 
At the start of any of your turns, before any of your players takes an action, effect, pick a player on your team that has strength four or less until the end of your turn. That player has leap skill. When they use it, add one to the dice roll. I think that's old. Yeah. There's one called Heroic Leap. And the way it was worded yeah. was the player has one chance to be a hero and tries it all. At the beginning of your turn, before any player takes an action, choose a player with strength four or less. This turn, the chosen player may leap as if as the skill with a plus three to land regardless of that player's agility and skills. So, the, so that's a little bit nerfed. It's a little bit nerfed. Okay, that's fine. Now, just for you old school Blood Bowl people out there, Heroic Leap used, used to, to be, be a skill. skill. Where, like, if you were one or two squares away from the end zone, you could do the, like, Walter Payton leap over the line. And get you know, the one extra square. Yeah, so you could leap three into the end zone. Right. You could leap to get into the end zone, and I think if you failed it, you were automatically knocked out or something like I that. I think that's right. But anyways, it was a skill. So. All right. Perfect throw. Magic skill or plain old dumb luck? You decide. Timing. Play when one of your players throws the ball before making the throw. Effect. Does not apply any modifiers to the dice roll based on the distance between the thrower and the target. Uh, new. <laughs> when does it take effect? Do not apply any when, when, modifiers. When, does it, when do you play it? Play when one of your players throws the ball. Before making the throw roll. It's another instant. Right. Do not apply any modifiers to the dice roll based on the distance between the thrower and the target. So basically just gives, it takes away the negative two. Right. So you could throw a long bomb with your thrower on a four plus or with your elf on a three plus. Or with an elf with accurate on a two plus. Right. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't like it being an instant. And I guess you could do it on. It's just throw the ball, so it's not throwing a teammate. So yeah, uh, it's not too overpowering. Well, throwing doesn't happen much, so I'm okay. Whatever. Okay. Next card, Star Ascendant. That player's going places if they don't get him first. Timing: Play at the start of the game immediately before the kickoff. Effect, pick one of your players on the pitch. If they're on the pitch at the end of the first half, I'm sorry, if they're on the pitch at the end of the second half, they get a bonus MVP award. This even counts in friendly games where no MVP is normally awarded. What? If you draw this card when playing a non-league game, discard it and draw another. No. No, no, no. No. Hell no. Obviously, it's new. Hell no. You can get an MVP okay. in a friendly game? So you can, get, you can get a bonus MVP, even counts in friendly games where no MVPs are rewarded. I don't even get this. And if you draw this card when playing a non-league game, discard it. Wasn't a friendly a non-league game? No, because friendlies are using your league teams. Oh, okay. Basically, that's saying if you're playing a one-off. New card or old cards, Oh, Steve? that's new. <laughs> And it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> absolutely horrible. 
So it's basically if if we're going by the decks that these other cards that do match the old ones are 50k in value, you're getting an MVP for 50k. <laughs> okay, let me back off on this a little bit. Let's think of it under GW's official rules, not my rules, but how GW does it. Mm-hmm. GW does a pick three, right? And so, he has to stay on the pitch. So if he's in the knockout box, it does not count. It does say if he's on the pitch at the end of the second half. So he has that's to survive. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so they do a pick three on the MVP. They do that because they want you to focus your skills on a few people so that when you rebuy your team, those people are the ones that you lynch your linchpin your whole team on. From what we've seen without playtesting it ourselves. It. Which we are going to do with our league. With that being the case, I guess this isn't horrible. Because those three people are going to get the MVP every game anyways. Probably, yeah. So it's not really... And if you see that somebody put this on their team, I might go foul your guy so you don't get an extra star player. And you have to play it at the beginning of the game? Play at the start of the game. So it kind of puts a price on his head. Yeah. If he survives. It's not as bad as I thought. But he has to be on the pitch, though. He can't be in reserves either. Right. Like, you can't just sit him out and get it. You could the first half, but the second half, yeah. you'd have to stay on the pitch. I still don't like it because <laughs> it can be – you can get a skill in a friendly, but whatever. Okay. Ready? It's, it's absolutely not for me. All right. How many more of these do we have? Dude, relax, Sorry. buddy. Okay, just curious. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. You tired of hear my awesome voice? No, the coughs that I have to cut out. <laughs> Am I coughing all the time? <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. Punt. I guess he didn't want the ball after all. Timing. Play at the, the end of any of your turns as long as one of your players is holding the ball. Effect. Place the ball in any square you want. Then scatter it three times in the same... Way is an inaccurate pass. It can only be caught in the final square. If it is not caught, it will bounce as normal. That's new. It's an instant. Nope. This is an old card. The old card is also called punt. Time to get rid of the ball and pin the opponent deep. Play after your turn is ended. Okay. The other one doesn't say that though, right? Before your opponent's turn begins. Let me finish reading this one. I'll go back. If the players control the ball. If the player you control has the ball, you may place the ball in any square you want and scatter the ball three times. If the ball is not caught, it'll bounce as normal. Okay. So the other one says play at the end of any of your turns. Okay, I guess that's not bad. As long as one of your players is holding the ball. So both of them it's are the same the effect. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not that big a deal. All right. Yeah. yeah. Up like a shot. He barely even hit the ground, and he's already up. Timing. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players takes an action. Pick a player on your team that is prone and stand them up. This does not count as an action for your team. For your turn. That sounds new. That is new. Okay. So you basically get a guy to stand up for free. That's not bad. And it's at the start of your turn. It's just... It's the equalness of the cards that I question. 
oh, I get to stand up a guy. Oh, well, I got a free MVP. You know? <laughs> oh, well, this guy gets to turn over at the beginning of a turn. Oh, well, this guy just ignored all tackle zones and everything for moving. I don't know. It's fine. All right, ready? Yep. Last one for me. Burst of speed. Somebody had their Wheaton bricks this morning. Timing. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players takes an action. Effect. Pick a player on your team until the end of your turn. They add one to their movement and also have the sprint skill. New card or old card? That sounds new. It is an old card. You could add one to your movement and you get the sprint skill? This one is really weird. So... Out of the heroic feats, yeah, all of the cards that are matched old cards from the special play deck, you know, they they match all these older heroic feats that's been rewarded or whatever. So the the, the heroic feats they match the old special play deck, which is fifty k. Fifty k. Okay. Okay. This one comes out of the old random event decks. It's a hundred k. It's a 200k card. What? Um, I'm going to read the old card now. Okay. Orchidus Sponsorship. One player from your team has been selected to help field test the latest in innovation in Blood Bowl footwear. The Air Elemental field shoes make the player especially light on his feet. Play at the beginning of your turn before any player takes an action. For the remainder of the game, one player of your choice from your team gains plus one movement in the sprint skill... And sure feet skills. So, there is a difference. Burst of speed does it for one play. Yeah. Orchidus, a sponsorship, is the whole game. And, they get and sure you get feet. sure feet. So, it's not exactly the same card, but it's based off. It is really close. And it's better when it's the whole game to me because then you know to... Watch out for it. It is. I mean, at least it's only one play instead of a 200K card. Yeah, <laughs> for but the if whole you game. have a nine movement player. Oh, yeah. It's most, a one turn touchdown. Yeah, most definitely. But, I don't but the other one, you can still catch somebody off guard because it says play at the beginning of your turn before any player takes an action. So you can still catch somebody off guard. That's true. Yeah. But then you know that player has it forever. But. Anyways, I thought that was interesting that out of all the cards here, hmm. the Heroic Feet deck was the old special play cards, except for this one random event card found in the new Heroic Feats. Yeah, it is at least different enough. But it is different enough, but it, it was close enough that I wanted to match yeah, the absolutely. fluff with it, so we saw where it goes. So there you go, folks. If you're excited about the new cards. There's a couple I don't like. But that's because I think they're just overpowered. You know what's more annoying than anything? Hmm. That the these can't be normal them. card size. So <laughs> yes. even if you're weird like us, you could at least get deck sleeves for them. I'm sure there's deck sleeves out there. I just haven't found them yet. Someone said they're the same size as the Silver Tower cards. Okay. Is there a deck sleeve for them? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, then, come on. Yeah. Come on, GW. Well, if you're going to make your own special size, contract out of China and make some custom well, that, sleeves that might be the plan eventually i have no idea yeah i mean i know fantasy flight does all those weird sizes and yeah. they make their own deck sleeves yeah they should so. that's smart well there you go folks 
Now, you know the heroic feats from the Hall of Fame pack of special play cards. And coming up next, we'll be talking about miscellaneous memorabilia. It's magical memorabilia. Whatever it is. <laughs> Started well, with an M. I was close. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. Okay, and in this segment, we're going to be talking about the magical memorabilia. Yay! Okay, on this one, truth be told, we already went through this. But yeah, every card matches an old card. Right. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about figuring out if one's new or old. So basically, it's also two separate decks. Okay. So your job is going to be telling me what deck and then <laughs> what the old card was. Okay. I'll do my best. Yeah, Probably not going to be that hard, honestly. Well, we'll see. Okay. Starting off with Gruck the Bear's Gauntlets. The quote, A lot of players want to wear these, simply so they can say they've killed someone with their bare hands. Timing, play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Then the effect, pick a player from your team to wear the gauntlets. For the rest of the drive, that player has plus one strength. After the drive ends, the player is so drained that they have minus one strength for the rest of the game. This was a magical item that was like Gitka's something bracing, smashing, something like that. Did some, It was a pun off of Mike Ditka. Yeah. Gitka's Strength of the Bear. And that was, A scroll found in the house of a retired legendary coach contains a spell of bear strength. Play at the beginning of the turn before any player takes an action. And it's the same exact thing. So they changed the fluff on yeah. this from Gitgas to Gruck the Bear? I guess so. They, Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. That's fine. So yeah, that was Magic Item, which okay. is one of the but old no change. 50K. No, same exact. Okay. Luther's Dazzling Wrist Guards. They say that Count Luther's wardrobe was almost as beguiling as he was. And he even charmed himself a few times. Play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to wear the wrist guards. For the rest of the game, they have the bonehead, hypnogaze, and sidestep skills. Okay, I don't remember exactly what the old card was called. It was a magic item. And it was like a... I want to say it was a hypnogaze necklace. I could be wrong on that. No, it's a Beguiling Bracers. Okay. So they just can't change the name from Bracer to Wrist Guard because people don't know what Bracers Same are. Same exact. The player has come across the Bracers of Count Luther to use for the match. They are so good that even they even distract the player wearing them sometimes. Okay. So they, so they took the fluff. Same thing, yeah. And really fluffed up this card in a positive way. The new card. Mm-hmm. That's good. And the old one... Makes it obvious why Bonehead is there. The new one intimates it, but I didn't. I didn't catch it like I did on the old one. But hmm. not a big deal, well. because he's so beautiful. <laughs> Heldenhoff's headband. According to Bright Crusaders fans, star catcher Wolfhart Heldenhoff was blessed by Nuffle. According to everyone else, he was just lucky. Play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to wear the headband. 
Until the end of the game, that player gains the pass block skill and receives a plus one modifier on any attempts to intercept the ball. Mm, obviously a magic item, and this was some headband of catching or something like that. Magic gloves of Jark Longarm. Okay, well, I wouldn't have got that. But. Your item is featured in Spike Magazine, as the magazine gives you these gloves for your upcoming game. Play after your turn is ended, or you kick off to opponent is resolved before your opponent's turn. And then a player of your choice gains a pass block skill and a plus one until blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, so they just refluffed that one up, too. To a Bright Crusader. Versus. The old one is until the drive ends. The new one is until the end of the game. Ooh. So there is a difference there. Ooh. That's big. Yeah. That's big for a... Is that an old $50,000 card? Yeah. <clears throat> that is a big difference. That is huge. And you get what skills? The pass block, and you get plus one on any attempts to intercept the ball. Okay. Same thing with the old one was pass yeah. block. and Okay. But it's the whole game. I don't know. Maybe they thought that for it to get some use, since there's rarely any passing. I guess so. But still. Give it more longevity. I don't know. Yeah. And yet, with the lack of passing, it's hard to say that this one is broken. I want to <laughs> say that it should be 100,000 because you're getting at least two halves out of it. Well, I mean, two the drives. new cards, there's no value to them. Right. Which is, I think, a giant mistake. But whatever. So I think this is I think that's fine. Okay. Because like I said, it comes into play so rarely. Right. Okay. Spranley's Cup. Some players insist on wearing extra padding around their most delicate areas. Burbo Spranley went even further, commissioning this enchanted wonder after one too many run ins with the goblin's hobnail boots. Timing play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to wear the enchanted cup. For the rest of the game, fouls cannot be made against the player, and injury rolls made against them cannot be modified or re-rolled in any way. This was the magical codpiece. Well, technically it was the good old magical codpiece. Okay, okay, <laughs> but it was a magic item. Mother always said, never play without your codpiece. After years of being passed from one generation to the next, the magic is still working. And it's the same. Okay. Let me make sure it's the whole game. Yeah. Whole game. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Okay, next one. Agrablag's Ball of Pain. Agrablag the Ruinous fashioned this deadly ball for the Chaos All-Stars so they could dissuade their opponents from trying to score. Sidebar. Who's Agrablag the Ruinous? Is that a new guy? <laughs> I've never heard of him. New Chaos All-Star for Tom. <laughs> well... And come with the. Hey, I, I could go check the lore of Nuffle to see if he shows up. Oh, that's true. So, timing is play at the start of a drive in which you're kicking before the kickoff. Effect. Until the end of this drive, if a player attempts to pick up or catch the ball, not including interceptions, and fails, they are treated as being attacked with the stab skill. This is the spike ball from the Dirty Tricks. Yep. Okay. Yeah, this is a Dirty Trick card. What was the what was the character's name? I'm on Laura Nuffle now. Agrablag, A G R A B L A G. Mm, he's not in the non-players. No, I think he's a player. No, nope. 
He's not. Nope. He's not in the old lore. Okay. So he's a new star player. Hmm. So the other one is a bloodthirster is in the crowd today. So in honor of this event, a spiked ball is swapped for the real ball. More blood for the blood god and the fans. Okay. So they kind of fluffed it up. Yeah, same thing. Um, so here's an interesting question for you. Mm-hmm. Stab. Does stab appear anywhere else in the rules? Of the new rules? Roxana Darknell, she has no? No, she doesn't have it. Um, I don't remember without getting my book out. Yeah, but I don't think any of the new new stuff has stab. So was it even in the rules for like... The listing of skills. I don't know. You're talking about the latest edition, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't. I honestly don't know without looking. Hmm. I'd say we'd look and let you know, but we're not going to. So, <laughs> just something to think about. And if you if you know, let us know because we're going to forget by the time we finish this. Next one, Scrot's sticky slop. One of the cheatingest players in the Oakland Raiders, and that's saying something. Stick a scrot used to smear this gloopy paste on his hands before every match. Timing play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to smear their hands with a slop. For the rest of the game, this player has the catch and sure hand skills, but cannot make pass or handoff actions. Mm, this is a magical... Mm, no. It's a dirty trick, but I don't remember. Sticky fingers? I don't know. Sticky finger? Uh, it's a magical item. Oh, okay. Gloves of holding. Gloves of holding. Okay. Yeah. A, a dirty trick called sticky fingers would be something really bad, and we're not going to go there. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> you turn a snotling into a puppet. <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> okay. Gloves of holding. A player put, puts a magic salve, Grisnik's stickum, onto his glove before the drive. And the same thing. So they changed the fluff. Yeah. Okay. Kind of curious where they're getting the names. I assume it's just coming up with them. But yeah. Like if they're named off of people in the office or something. I don't know. This one's probably easy. Okay. Bob's Biffin Helmet. <laughs> The refs gave up trying to make Bob Bifford wear. The refs gave up trying to make Bob Bifford wear a helmet once he'd pointed out that they never survived his first headbutt. I'm not sure whether he was talking about the headgear or the match officials. Timing: Play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to wear the helmet. The first time that player makes a block or blitz action, they gain plus one strength and the mighty blow skill for the duration of that action. Is this the Helm of Smashing magic item? Wand of Smashing magic Wand item. Wand of Smashing. Uh, stick. Smash. That's all it says. It's the same thing. Hmm. Okay. Except the Wand of Smashing is you know, for turn. The other one's for action. I don't think it really matters. Well, you get to one action. Right. That's so what I'm saying. It, it's relatively the same thing, yeah. So... What bothers me is I I like the idea of the fluff, but it also says that Bob never wore a helmet. <laughs> right. So is it one they made for him? And, and he refused to wear 
I don't know. That's just me being. And annoying. isn't his name Bob Bifford? Yeah. Oh, but his helmet's called the Biffin Biff. helmet. Yeah. Okay. So I okay. guess biffing someone is hitting him in the head. I'm gonna biff you. Headbutt. Yep. High Tower's lucky sock. Superstitious Elvin Ketcher, Soren Hightower, was so convinced of this sock's good fortune that he actually wore it two games in a row. Play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to wear the lucky sock. The first time a successful armor roll is made against that player, they are placed prone without an injury roll. Mm. Still got to be a magic item, but I have no idea what the old card was even called. It's called Lucky Charm. Lucky Charm? Mm-hmm. Okay. The player has acquired some Lucky Charms from a halfling in a green I'm, coat before the game. I almost said Lucky Rabbit's Foot, but I didn't... That was a different one. That, was, that gave you pro. That's what I thought, okay. but I... Okay. That's not, that's not <clears throat> a Okay. Um, this one, a player of your choice may ignore the first time his armor is broken and just be placed prone. Same. However, any role that ignores armor, such as crowd... As the crowd or throw a rock is not affected by Lucky Charm. Hmm. So I guess the new one is the same. It just doesn't have that listed. Which I don't know why you wouldn't put there just to clarify for people. No idea. Because you know you, people are going to be like, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Play testing. It, it, <laughs> it, it's the same exact ability. Just take the old words because they put them there for a reason. Because people had questions. I know. I don't know. I've got two more. Von Wilkins Boots. Johann Von Wilkin was long held as one of the strongest kickers around until a troll ate his legs. That's what you call an occupational hazard. Play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to wear the boots. For the rest of the game, that player has the kick skill with the additional effect that you can re-roll the D8 when the ball scatters on kickoff, so long as the player is the one kicking. I'm going to say boots are kicking magic item. I know it's some other name, but I don't remember. Well, this is weird, because the the closest one is a dirty trick, Okay. which was kicking boots. And it says these boots were made for stomping, that's just what they will do. Uh, and that gave Dirty Player, didn't it? It gave Kick and Dirty Player and a minus one movement for the remainder of the game. Okay. So this is pretty much a new one. The only the only way that it matches is it, it's a boot thing. And, and it, it gives, gives kick. kick. Okay. But this new one allows you to re-roll the D8 when it scatters. Hmm. So it's a variant of an old dirty trick. Yeah. And it does say that... You can re-roll the D8 when the ball scatters on kickoff, so long as this player is the one kicking. <laughs> okay. But what? How, how do you determine that? Because, so what I'm saying is, does he actually have to actively use kick skill to say he's the one kicking it? I guess so. Or is it a fluff thing? It's probably the fluff thing more than anything. Probably. Just being pedantic at that point but i guess maybe if you had a guy with kick on your team you need to specify that this guy's kicking the ball yeah so you can get those benefits well maybe it'll be a rule in the future where you have to declare who's kicking we'll bring back kicking models (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) not really 
Yes, it would kind be, of. It'd be kind of cool, but then again, then they'd be at Forge World and they would sell out in five minutes, and they go, <laughs> well, "We didn't know anybody would like these." Really? Why did you buy? It? Make them then. Anyways, I'll rant later. They're only thirty five dollars each. <laughs> hey, it's so a final one. Zug's jersey, twenty four ninety two. Zug wore this for a full season without washing it. Maybe some of his ruggedness rubbed off. Play at the start of any drive while setting up your team. Pick a player from your team to wear the jersey. For the rest of the game, armor rolls made against the player cannot be modified any way. Only count the exact total of the two dice rolled and the player's actual AV as shown on the roster. I'm going to say magic item, but I'm going to not know what the card's called. Magic jersey. (laughs) The belt of invulnerability. Okay. Your player has found a way to become a man of steel. Armor rolls made against the player may not be modified or re-rolled. Any part of them, blah, blah, blah. This includes, but is not limited to, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, it's basically the same. We just kind of cleaned up the words. Okay. So, it's not too bad. So, here, here's my thoughts on these. It's not really a magic item. But I guess it's memorabilia. <laughs> so, it matches, yeah. It's a memorabilia because they changed the name. Yeah. I, I have no idea why you don't take the old playtested cards with values and just refluff them up. Rename them if you want. Yeah. I'm fine with this being Zug's jersey since he's sure. a legend. Yeah. And you could go, you know, how they talk about instead of the lucky charm, now it's the lucky sock for Soren Hightower. Mm-hmm. He's an old Elfheim Eagle. And get, it, it, it matches with the memorabilia aspect. So it. That has to tie to a player or a team or something. I honestly am fine with them changing things to be better. Mm-hmm. Of course. But I really wish they would just give a value to these cards or only remake the 50K ones or whatever. Yeah. This I guess it doesn't matter. We're in a stage of Blood Bowl now where you get to make your own Franken rule book, as somebody put it. This is post rules, like post truth. I mean, you have White Dwarf coming out, and they they give you some little rules that if you want to use, you can. If you don't, you don't want to. You know, this just reminds me of second edition so much when there would be an article out, so we'd use that rule. And then we didn't get that White Dwarf, so we heard about it, but we can't find a copy of it, so we don't remember the rule. And then we just added things, and it's it's a pain in the butt. The difference is, in the old way, you were new to the game, and you wanted to new things of course now we're old fogies who've been playing this game for a long time using well-established well-balanced rules and the stuff is coming in that is bothering us what we should probably do is talk to people who are new to the game so if you're new to the game and you're listening to us tell us what you think about these rules you hear about us complaining but that's a great point. It, I, I really would love feedback for people who said, I started listening to your podcast two months ago when I bought my first copy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got these cards and they sat down. They couldn't wait to get home and they, they drew two randomly. And they don't care about the value or whether they're yeah. balanced or not. I really would love to hear feedback from people who In use In a way, these. The, these people are playing a different game than we do because they're using these cards all the time. I would love to hear from you people. If yeah. you are out there and you use these cards all the time, and your excitement was, I'm going to go buy these cards to add to my other ones, I want to hear from you. 
My theory is that everybody who bought these cards are like me and you who are trying to support the game. I was hoping when I saw, I wasn't really planning on getting these at first. And I saw Hall of Fame pack. I thought they might all be brand new cards. Yeah. More like Zug's jersey, Griff's chicken helmet or whatever. Right. When I said Hall of Fame, I was thinking these are all going to be about the star players. They're probably going to be new. And then I started noticing some of them matched up. And I thought, well, we got to do a segment on this. And we do like the fluff. Oh, you know, it's yeah, cool I'm fine they with added the fluff. new fluff and new players. Some of the rules that they tinkered with, you know, whatever. I just, if you're playing with the new cards, I would love to hear your feedback. I really would. And it's not the um, gang gripe at Games Workshop. I get they're trying something new to see right. what sticks. And they probably need to do that as well. But I'm just really curious who's using all the cards. I mean, maybe you're one of those guys that doesn't collect the cards that you see at like the Las Vegas open or these other events or, or the yeah, Bugman's so beard. What is it? Bugman's it was beard, the uh, full beard cup, the full beard cup that had so a special if, card, right? If you don't know the official cards, there was an official one for full beard cup. And as far as I understand it, there was an official card for Las Vegas open two of them. Okay. So if, each day, so, so that was a tournament in Vegas. They got their own special cards made because Mark Perry, who runs it, talked with GW, and since it's the largest North American uh, 40K tournament, they decided to sponsor the Blood Bowl tournament with special cards. That's great. Which is cool. I'm really curious, though. Is there a group of guys who use the cards all the time in the the current form? Right. And then it's like, oh, I got to get that one because that one looks so much fun. I, I I just really am curious. So if you're out there, please email us, tweet us. Talk to us on Facebook. Let us know. Yeah. So I think that's probably enough covering of this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have any other thing to talk about with this? No. I was hoping when I saw that come out, the Hall of Fame pack, and I realize it's special play cards, but I really want a pack of Hall of Fame player cards, like for all the star players. That would have been awesome, too. You know, you give me a pack of 35 Star player cards with a picture, with the stat listing, what teams they play for. Because who is it? Impact has those. They were made for Osbol, I think. Somebody else made them, but then Impact carried them. Those are amazing. Yeah. And you know what's good about them? Don't put these out, GW, unless you really edit them. Show, Pick some people out of the community. Have them look at it, and then they can go, well, you forgot Loner on this guy. Yeah. Or you forgot this skill, or you swapped the strength and the agility by accident. No big deal. But, yes, we would buy those up in a second. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd want multiples to give to people to use my league. to Because it's so much easier when you're able to say, okay, I've got this star player. I know what it is. But here, here's his card so you can keep track of what it is. I bought those cards from Impact probably six, seven years ago. And at first, yeah. I, I thought at the time, I don't remember even what they cost. But I remember thinking, these are kind of pricey. I have loved every moment that I had those cards. Yeah. And that's all I want. I mean, I, well, what I want is inducement cards like we've had before because I really did feel like most of those were balanced. But And I think it added more to do. the game because it gave you more inducements. Inducements are limited now, especially if you go by the new rules. Yeah, there's no wizard. There's no this. There's no, no wi- that. There's, no, there's not a whole lot of star players. Mm-hmm. You know... You're just so limited. I, I don't know. It just it added more variety. Of course. So, 
All right. Well, we will uh, take a short break and we will be back with some Wizards Cup. Wizards Cup. January 21st, 2017. The first Wizards Cup ever. That wasn't the right date. 2017. 2017. No, that's not even close, dude. No, I know. It's off by... January 21st. 2017. Yes, I really. I, I wanted to say 2517. And I screwed up by saying 2017. <laughs> okay, fluff wise, it's 2517. Yeah. Unless it's the new fluff, which is not 500 years, it's, you know, 482 no, years. They're wrong. Real right. <laughs> that is correct. There's the, one thing that you need to know Scott and I are right about this, everybody else is wrong. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so Wizards Cup, uh, we held it January 21st. It was a lot of fun. At Wizards Asylum. At Wizards Asylum, hence the Wizard Cup. We, in the past, we've done a Critter Bowl for January, but nobody's having a baby right now. So, good. That's probably good for the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we were still asked by the owner to uh, start a tournament since the store league is going so well. Yeah, to get try- some of the new guys used to the tournaments. Right. And we, out of the eight people, what, three new people? Yeah, we had we only had eight people show up, which was fine. We expected anywhere from six to ten, really. Yeah, it wasn't really, we didn't advertise it. It was kind of a last-minute thing. It was just for fun. Uh, the no bill special to- prizes. The bill anything. total was $1.1 million. It was, uh, you get five skills, three of which could be doubles. So team, yeah. team values would might be a little different, oh. but not enough to cause inducements. No. Um, yeah, all the, uh, prizes were certificates and the entry fee was a low five bucks, which was great for three games. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave out a few miniatures and stuff for the yeah, sure. people as drawings. So there was plenty of price support and it was a lot of fun. So it was three out of the eight were new people. Yes. Uh, we had, uh, Rod LaBelle. We had Koi Trat, Thrash. Koi trash. Let me say that. He's a wrestler. <laughs> Jimmy Christmas. I, I knew Koi I was going to mess that up. I even asked you before we started this uh-huh. to pronounce his name right. I knew I was going to say trash. He should make a Blood Bowl guy on his orc team called Koi Trash. I like it. <laughs> Koi Thrash. And then we also had um, Jeff Hunt came out. Yep. And we got an old school player that hasn't played in about four or five years. Uh, Roger came out. I think he's played since then. No. But it's been a while. He hasn't played since Oklahoma Bowl 1, I believe, for us. Nah. You can go. Maybe Oklahoma Bowl 2. I don't know. And for the life of me, I can't think of his last name right now. Fuck. <laughs> I want to say Roger. <laughs> Goodell. No, uh, Roger Oman. I'm sorry. Roger Oman. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get Roger Goodell's name out of my head. I had Roger Debris from the producers. <laughs> So that was a little gayer. Oh, uh, so Roger came back to play some Blood Bowl after some years away. It was nice seeing him. Um, Brownstone showed up, Michael Lewis. Of course, there was me and you, and then uh, Scott House also showed up to play. So fun little group of guys. You know, if you run tournaments out there, sometimes your eight or ten man tournaments are some of your most favorite because everybody gets to talk. Everybody gets to have a good time. Usually everything stays on time too, so it's you know not yeah. a big deal. 
it's a lot easier to wrangle eight people than it is 30, 40, 50. Right, and going to lunch is real easy, too, because instead of people sitting around and deciding, usually, like, two people say, I'm going here, and then some people, you know, pair off with them, and yeah. somebody else says, I'm going here, and so, really easy to manage. Do you want to go over your matches, or um, would you like me to start? No, I'll just run through mine real quick. <clears throat> You're going to start all three? Yeah, I'll just run through mine real okay. quick. Uh, I kind of forgot, you know, what all we did. It's been a few weeks, so. Yeah, why would Steve remember any of his Blood Bowl matches? I, I don't. And I was doing a whole bunch of overtime, and I was tired. Do you so. remember any matches from your very first Chaos Cup? The very first tournament first we went Chaos to? Cup? Yeah. Do yes. you remember any matches, specific matches? Uh, yes, because uh, I played a buddy from Norway. <laughs> okay, I was just curious. His name. Damn it. Uh, I played uh, Phil for the first time. Right. Uh, I took Norse, and I lost the first two games. No, I won the first two games, both of them against Orcs. Mm-hmm. I thought I did really well there. My next two games were against Norse, and I screwed up both times because I was so used to controlling the sidelines that I allowed myself to get surfed both times. It really pissed me off. But I think I tied those, and then I lost the last two. So I think I went 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious since you don't remember much. I figured I, you'd remember your first time at least. Well, yeah, because it was special, you know. Right. I mean, your you, mom was there. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey. Right, so, uh, first round, I went up against Koi. Uh, we had a just a. I, I took pro elves. This was kind of a. You okay? So going into this, we decided for Michael, myself, Scott Hess, and you, we were going to do random teams. Right. Uh, so we we randomized it. Michael got Chaos Dwarves, which he's going to play at a Moracle Cup. You got Pro Elves, which you are also taking to a Moracle Cup. So in some ways, you guys got to kind of play test your builds and right. get familiar with your teams. Scott Hess took Nurgle by randomness, and then I got Necro. So, yeah, but you're not going to a Moracle Cup because you suck. No, and Scott's not playing. Um, Neural either. No. So uh, you and Michael kind of got to play test your teams a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my team was okay. Pro Elves. I mean, what five skills did you take? I took Jordell. I don't remember what skills. Are I you going to take Jordell to Oracle Cup? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just need to play better. <laughs> I wasn't. So I, I tied. Steve's going to be the link, weak link at Oracle Cup. No doubt. Uh, I tied Corey one to one. Don't think anything major happened. I think he, he knocked out a couple of my people pretty bad. Um, Corey's playing orcs, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. A second round went up against Roger, and he was playing his lizards, and he's really freaking good with his lizards. Mm-hmm. And I was holding him off. I was holding my own, and then he started hurting me, so I ended up losing two to one. But I almost tied him, which doesn't matter. doesn't help anything, but... Right. It would have felt nice. <laughs> and then the last game, everything started coming together, and I, I beat Jeff 3-2. to two. And Jeff was Jeff Hunt was playing his humans. Human team, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, Jordel's a beast. Sidestep on the Blitzers is awesome. I was unsure about if I wanted to use Kick or something else. I'm still not entirely sure. I like Kick. 
I didn't... I realized that on defense, I can play really well. On offense, I'm still cloudy. I feel that same way playing my uh, Elf Union team or Pro Elf team in the store league. Because with Elves, to me, it feels like I can do anything on defense. Because defense is where you're not planning so much ahead. It's like you have to look at what they're giving you and decide what to do. That's really easy when I have Jordell and I can just jump in, knock it down, get the ball, run away, whatever. Right. On offense, it's like, well, do I want to slow roll it? Do I want to try to bust out to the sides? Do I want to try to bash and hit? But that's not really my game. So I think I might actually need to do some play testing with them to get more up to speed on how to do offense. That was my main comp takeaway with this okay did you feel like you suffered by only having one bench player or did you you only you carried only one bench player, yeah right? i only took one i don't really think so it would have been nice to have more but it's a lot of value sitting on the bench yeah they and get pro George, elves get hurt a lot so you just do. gotta accept that kind of but they're also really good playing down and if i can keep jordell on the field I can have him and two other people and be fine. I pretty much agree with you. That's been my experience is, is in the store league with pro elves. It seems like I always get my butt beat, but honestly, so far I've won or tied every game I played. So yeah. having he, six guys sucks, but at the same time, all it takes is one mistake on the other guy and then you can flip the board. I'm really tempted to see about maybe not taking a bench guy. And seeing if I can't use mm. that money somewhere else. Ooh. I know. it. I pretty much have to take a bench guy. I but, would think so. How yeah. many rerolls you have? Oh. Since we're a Moracle talking here it was, in the middle of Wizard's Cup. I think it was three, but I'm not positive. Okay. It might be two. It might be one. I don't. You know, honestly don't know. Wow. Well, that's the great memory of, of Steve. Me. It sure is. Which snotling are you missing from your miniatures? I'm not. <laughs> but he could tell you what he's missing from his Blood Bowl collection. It was 14. <laughs> that was the hard one to find. Okay, see? And then I real well, I'm good at numbers. It's not... Not Blood Bowl that numbers. Stuff, I don't have <laughs> 75,000 teams that come in and out every week. Close. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Sure, sure, buddy. Tournaments falls into the short-term memory because it just you only pl- matters for a little time. You make time. them up, you play them, you move on. Yeah. I got much. you. All right, so my round one opponent was, and I knew this as soon as I, okay, first off, as soon as I found out Roger Omen was coming, I told Steve, I was like, well, Roger's going to win the tournament. Yeah, you did. And Steve's like, you think so? And I was like, yeah, dude, trust me. He's going to bring his lizards, and he's going to destroy all of us. And then, before I hit the button, I didn't want to hit the button because I was playing, and I knew I was going to play Roger. I hit the button, I got paired up against Roger, and I've never beat Roger ever. Uh, so it was my Necro versus Roger's Lizards. Um, a very back-and-forth battle. Um, I believe I knocked out some of his skinks, but he also beat me up, too. Um, surprisingly, I don't remember a whole lot about this, but there was a big struggle. Um, I ended up tying it one-to-one. I was very frustrated because I really wanted to beat Roger, and I thought <laughs> catching him after like him not playing a couple of years would like here's my chance, and right, 
It just didn't happen. He's a good player. Still a good player with positioning in his guys and everything else. And Lizards, man, they suck so much because you think you're away from them and they still move six, even their big guys. Just oh, yeah, the, so frustrating. The big guys having six movement is killer. Um, second round, uh, I played Rod LaBelle. He, he's a new guy for our league. It was his first time outing playing Skaven. He got the Skaven team from GW and is really excited about playing them. Even before the tournament, he asked me a few, like, you know, what skills should I run? And I kind of helped him out there. This game, I got destroyed on the pitch. <laughs> I never seen a Skaven team just dismantle a team like he was doing. Yeah. We even shared dice. This is one of those deals where he's like, I'm so glad we shared dice because I've been so mad. There was one turn where he casualtyed like three of my guys. He rolled double sixes, and then he rolled 11, and then he Jeez. knocked the guy down, and he rolled double sixes again, and he was laughing. And I was like, all right, look, dude, I know you're new, and this is your second game with Skaven, but Skaven usually are the guys who get beat up. They usually don't hand it out. If only that came back to bite him at some point later on. <laughs> well, you can tell that story in a second, because I, I don't know what that means. You're giving me the funny look. Yeah. Didn't you play his dwarves? Oh, in the store league? Yeah. Yeah. And didn't you kill two of his dwarves in the first game? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, so Rodney Skaven beat the crap out of me. And right. I think he got six casualties against me. I'm not 100% sure. It was at least five, if not six. Jeez. Um, luckily, I carry a bench player. I tied him one-to-one. This is one of those instances where I was going to go in to score, and he didn't pursue me as hard as maybe he should have to force me to score earlier. Right. And then he would have had numbers on me because I couldn't injure his guys. So I kind of got lucky in that route. I guess he thought he couldn't get me. I had enough guys to kind of make a little cage up there near the goal line. I had to stall out. To get a one-to-one tie against Skaven. Jeez. And like I said, he beat the hell out of me. Um, Then we broke for lunch. I think you and some guys went where? Next door to the Thai place. Oh, you went to the Thai place. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the volcano chicken is really good. I have been going to Wizards for... How long has he owned that? Uh, 94 or something like that? uh, I think 99 or 98. Did the place exist there before that? Not a comic store. Has it really only been that long? <laughs> well, that's almost 20 years. Okay, good point. <laughs> so I've been going there since then. I thought I went... Uh, never mind. doesn't matter. Okay. I've been going since he opened, pretty much. I didn't know him when I first started going there. Right. But so we're talking almost 20 years. Eight, I've never been in that Thai place. Oh, you've never ate inside? I've never been in the Thai place. Okay. At all. Not even to pick up food. Mm-mm. You've had food from there. Not much. But it's people I've have never brought been, it for you? So when I was younger, I this is dumb, but I'll say it. I didn't realize Thai was basically just Chinese. <laughs> okay. I thought it was Thai food, which right. was way different than Chinese food. No, it was just freaking Chinese food with some Thai spices. Okay. Um, that is how it is here anyways. Right. Elsewhere, it might be different. 
Um, but no, just never, just never did. Hmm. It's actually pretty nice. I haven't ate there since the new group bought it, which yeah. was like five years ago. Oh, okay. I've ate there in the past. Yeah, it was, it was really good. So you guys went there. Mm-hmm. There was a group of us. Um, Rod works over at, he's a, a general manager for Chicken Express. And he's like, I'm just going to go there. We were going to go over and eat a crazy hot dog or something right. around Campus Corner. And then I joked with him about buying our lunch. And he's like, well, I could probably hook you up with half price food. And I was like, okay, sold, <laughs> sold for the cheap. So me, Koi, Jeff, and Rod, we took a big car of people over there. We had some half price Chicken Express. And then we came back with our bellies full to play the third and final round of Wizards Cup. I got matched up against Koi Thrash in his orcs i was scared that here we go again i'm gonna get my butt kicked by all these orcs but really the necro came alive and we kind of i don't think we'd really dismantled him he had some bad luck if i remember correctly like picking up the ball and stuff right but the necro team won three nothing so i after two ties i at least get to go out with a win at wizard's cup it's not bad no it, it was fun i mean Koi's a great guy to play against, and he's still learning Blood Bowl, so he likes to, he likes, just loves to play Blood Bowl. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so then we went ahead and did the rewards after we did all the raffles. Oh, while we were waiting on one of the games to finish, we did a competition, <laughs> and then to do the final results because we had to fill out all the certificates. We had we battled it out for a prize. We had a game. Of Loop and Chewy. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's a lot more fun than it should be. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, a reskin or a, a rethemed Loop and Louie game with Chewbacca, where he goes around the board and you flip him over and knock the other stormtroopers. So, if you don't know what it is, there are three positions, so it's three players. Mm-hmm. In the middle is, in this version, Chewbacca in a Millennium Falcon. Right. That is spinning mechanically around. If you don't do anything, he's going to hit the tokens that you have on your base. Right. And you have three tokens. And as soon as they're gone, you lose and you're out. You're out, but you can still keep hitting Chewbacca to knock other people. So what you do is as he's coming around, you have a plunger or whatever. You hit the lever and it shoots something up and hits hits the falcon... And he'll start flinging around. Correct. So it's on a static arm, but he can rotate 360, and the arm can go up and down. So it's dumb, it's for children, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> right. So we, we kept matching people up in these three-person's pods, and then we even let uh, Roger's son come up and, and play. Because we, you know, we needed an extra guy anyways. And then, um, or maybe Michael let him take his place in the finals. But uh, Roger's son ended up winning Looping Chewy, and he got to pick out a miniature, and he was really happy about that. So, yeah, he's painting miniatures, too. Yeah, supposedly he's painting miniatures with his How dad. Old is he? Like five? He's, I think, seven. Seven? Yeah, he, he's, okay. he's a yeah. young guy. That's true, yeah. Um, but maybe a future blood bowler there. Well, but, at least uh, someone we can send stuff to to, to paint. <laughs> exactly. So we had a, a fun round of Looping Chewy. If you go to my Facebook, I posted 
the dudes, all, all these adults <laughs> playing Looping Chewy, and it's a great, fun game, especially for kids and adults, maybe more so. <laughs> exactly. We might bring that out at Oklahoma. We Bowl. did find out that if there's only two people left, you have to have the third person keep playing. Otherwise, it's completely unfair. Yes, that is true. Okay, so results for Wizards Cup. Um, Roger Oman won first place, despite okay. me tying him. He got first place. So I was looking in the system. Uh huh. Roger last played. He played with Dark Elves, Critical Two, three years ago, January eighteenth, twenty fourteen. Okay, so so it's been three years. Three years. Okay, but he didn't win that one. He lost because he's playing Dark Elves. <laughs> well, of course. Lizards are his team. Yeah. Uh, second place went to Brownstone, Michael Lewis, uh, Scott Delzine, Scott Prime got third, uh, or the Delzine Cup. Uh, best offense went to Steve. Yay. Yeah. Uh, best defense went to Scott Hess. Most casualties, he had like, I think, nine or ten total, and I think he got five or six of those from me alone, <laughs> was Rod LaBelle and his Skaven. So I gave an award away <laughs> single-handedly. Nice. Um, MVP, or is that what we call it, MVP? No. No. What's the one where your peers vote best sports? I'm sorry. Yeah. Best sport uh, went to Jeff Hunt. Back of the pack went to Coy for finishing last place and earning every little drop of points he could muster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had no stunty people there, so there was no stunty champion or best stunty given away. And then the uh, fan favorite for, like, the best painted team or what you thought was the coolest team. Uh, we had a tiebreaker on that, and I just wanted to give an honorable mention to Nathan Ketchelin, who painted my team. But I went ahead and gave the award to Roger since he actually painted his own team yeah. for the tiebreaker. So we, Roger got two awards out of out of all of us, which was fine. Yeah, Nathan, for the Nathan could have won for mine, too. Because he painted my <laughs> my pro apps, right. But. I was like really excited. I was like, "Ooh, I might win a fan favorite award." Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't paint him, but that's <laughs> not part of the rules. So, but we had exact tie, and I thought, hey, "Yeah, absolutely." Give it to the guy who actually really painted his own team. So, he deserves it, right? So it was a good time. It was a part of scars. I don't know how that alters the scar standings because I know it's only been two tournaments. So there's been Wizards Cup and then Winter War. Mm-hmm. And then coming up soon is Oklahoma Bowl weekend. That's where it's going to matter. That's going to be the big one. Yeah. And Heartland, the Heartland one matters. Is that a Scars event mm-hmm. too? Okay. That one's called the Heartland... Heartbreak? I don't know. Heartland Heartbreak. That's on March 4th mm-hmm. up near the Kansas City area. So check out the NAF for that. And then Oklahoma Bowl. We have 33 signed up. 33 already signed up, if but, you include Scott and I, because I think Vin said he's going to help run it again, so well, we don't, can play. Well, let's not count us. Let's okay. just try to get to 50. Yeah. That way, there's 48 people show up in the menu get to play. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, Wizards is really excited that we're having a bunch of people once again, and um, I don't yeah. know, dude. There's some Dallas guys that Tim was saying that were... Uh, I guess intimidated in going to the first tournament. Really? It's just like, yeah, but it's so much fun and you're going to get a lot of cool stuff. Just for the fact that if you've never been to a tournament <clears throat> and you can come, you get dice, kickoff die, ball, marker, 
the tokens and entry to possibly win a painted team. Some of the new guys from the league were talking about it and they were, they were also saying like, you know, never been, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, four games seems like a lot, but three, you know, what I told them is bring one buddy and then, after three rounds, if you want to drop, which you won't, because yeah. once you get in that environment. Oh, yeah. But if you drop as a pair, it doesn't hurt anybody as well. Yeah. So don't forget that. And don't be in, really don't be intimidated. Because even if, I'm not joking, as a guy who played Snotlings and Ogres at Chaos Cup the last two years. Yes, I would love to be on the top table. But the stress level at those top tables is so high <laughs> The back half of the group where the lower tables are, they're having so much fun and laughing. And I, just you're you're talking to everybody, yeah. you're griping about your roles, you're laughing, you're like you talk to the guy hey, I'm complaining you, that I'm not playing any stunty teams and all I see are chaos pack teams <laughs> and orcs. But I'm saying the environment is totally different. Like at yeah. Wizards you see people get up and go, Hey, I'm gonna go get a drink. You want something, buddy? And they're yeah. like, Yeah, I'll take this and I mean, don't be intimidated. Come and just have fun. And it really, like and, you're saying... And have no expectations. There's different cliques inside of it. Because you'll have the top table clique who are worrying about the records and wanting to do well. Pressure. They are kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. The low end who are just there for fun. Doesn't matter anymore. They're just meeting people, hanging out and doing it. You've got people who are going for specific awards. So after a few rounds, you're like, right. oh, I can get most touchdowns or most casualties. So you're trying for that. you got people who are like just don't care at all about anything and just there for fun. Mm -hmm. It is what you make of it. Just like blood bowl itself. You'll have a great time. Yeah. So, so don't be intimidated. Come on out. Enjoy the, (laughs) come out, play a few games with your friends and you might win some of the raffles. (laughs) Yeah. Two painted teams. Trust me. This is going to be a ton. Uh, There's two painted teams at least. Four sets of dice. Think three or four unpainted teams. Custom chits. Lots of miniatures. We should have cases from KR Multicase. We should have um, other trays. I don't know. Just so much stuff. So many miniatures. Yeah. Great stuff. Don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. Come try it out. I promise you, you will have a good time. Especially if you're a new guy. No money back guarantee, though. No, no, no money. You're keeping your money. No, um, but I promise you, you'll have a good time. Yes. Otherwise, Scott will kiss you on the mouth. I. Wow. <laughs> Scott Hess will kiss you on the mouth. That's okay. what Steve just said. I don't think I said that. <laughs> Someone named Scott. I don't care who it is because I'm not named Scott. And more than anything, I'm sure we're going to do something. It's me and Drew's ginger brother birthday. Should be going to hideaway, I believe. On Saturday, yeah. yeah. Ginger Brothers, gonna have some birthday pizza. Yeah, we're like Prime Brothers. He's gonna turn forty-one. I'm gonna turn forty-three. Both Prime numbers. Eat it. That's true. During a Prime year, Drew Prime, Scott Prime, Prime time. <laughs> Good times. All right, we will hopefully see you at Oklahoma Bowl. Sign up, sign up, sign up, so we can break some records and we can brag to those people up north. That's what we want to do. Yes, it is. You know, since we're kind of maybe like the only semi-consistent Blood Bowl podcast anymore. Take that in your face, everybody. Boom. We will be back with some shout outs.
I'm Dirk Cooper, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast, The Dirk Side. It's very brief tactics and observations that are designed to motivate you, fire up your creativity, and put you in the right state of mind to go kick some ass. Metaphorically speaking, of course. The Dirk Side is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else that matters for that fact. Or you can visit my site, sexynetworking.com. Thanks to the guys at Both Down for the plug, and as always, dream hard. Well, now that the train has passed, we'll go ahead and get some shout-outs in. Shout-outs. Okay. Yeah, we live next to a train track, so we actually had to... Shout-outs! There you go. I, d- I really didn't feel like doing that, but I, I mustered it up. I was going to let you nod. It's fine. I think some people actually like it, surprisingly. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Speaking of mustered it out, uh, 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 I tried the new KFC uh, Georgia Gold. Based on the recommendation of uh, Enzo and <laughs> the the pro wrestlers, yeah, Big Cass and Enzo, Big Cass and Enzo, okay. Based on their recommendation, uh, seeing it on multiple pay per views now, okay. And yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's weird, kind of a little more mustardy than honey, and then it they put pickles on it, okay. and it's like the other one where it's kind of juicy. Okay, so. From what I read in the review over it, it's like the old Memphis barbecue, spicy barbecue that mm-hmm. we got. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I remember how we both, um, it didn't sit well with us. Yeah. That's because I think it's an oil-based sauce. Oh. And this one is too. So what you're going to look forward to no, is some that, fun in the bathroom. That already hit. Oh, Not okay. in the bathroom, but it kind of, <laughs> as I was coming back home and I was getting ready for the podcast i felt my stomach just kind of turn a little bit yeah but I, it didn't have the heat like the last one did so it didn't destroy me okay so what i would recommend to you if you feel gassy mm-hmm. go sit on the potty before you drop anything right otherwise you're going to be cleaning out your shorts don't trust the farts <laughs> right gotcha <laughs> keeping it classy yep uh, all right so shout out to enzo and cass our, our friends, Enzo and Cass, <laughs> from the WWE. So tangentially, interestingly enough, I know a, another podcaster who lives next door to AJ Styles. Maybe not directly next door, but like a couple doors down. Close enough. Yeah. Okay. Because he got a new pinball machine, and he had a party to have people come over, and J, AJ Styles came over with his family and played. But AJ's more of a... A uh, video game guy, because he's actually sold him some of his video games for AJ. Huh, that's so cool. they played Street Fighter too. Awesome. So knowledge about wrestling. <laughs> a shout out from the iTunes, and we really recommend that everybody go to iTunes, rate us, and leave a review, and we will read it out loud on the podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, take a screen capture and send it to us. Especially if you're in another country outside of the United States. Yeah. And even some of the inside ones, I guess, we're having, took him a while. Because, again, Tim put one up and we read it last time. And he's like, I put that up months ago. Hmm. Like, iTunes weird. is weird. Yeah. All right. This one is by 
I guess smittens. M I I'm S M I N T I E N S. Smittens. Smittens. He did this on Valentine's Day this year. Because he loves us. Yeah, he said, be mine, both down. And I was like, okay, how do you want us? In his ear holes. <laughs> you go for something really weird. That is how you hear a podcast. It goes oh, in the holes of your ears. You're right. He said, I've just recently discovered this podcast and couldn't be happier. The show makes for a great listen on any commute or while modeling or painting. Keep them coming. So I wonder if he's brand new to Blood Bowl. And if so, he can also follow up with a message and tell us if he uses <laughs> cards or not. That's true. That'd be a nice way to incorporate it. Thank you for the review. He, yeah. gave us, he also gave us five stars because we're so awesome. As he should. <laughs> of course. Even Duh. if you don't like us, give us five stars. <laughs> what's, it, what's, it, what's it to you? That's what, that's what every podcast asks for. Yeah, of course it is. You listen to podcasts, they're like... Rate us five stars. Yeah. To we help didn't do us that out. for a long time. But, you know, it matters now, I guess. Who else you got shout outs for? Uh, nobody, specifically, since we just did one a while back. This is actually a pretty quick turnaround on podcasts. We, uh, we might be doing even, well, with the tournament coming up, who knows. But Well, I still want to shout out, um, I think I did this last time, but it's still in my notes. Tim Walker, our super fan from Dallas, Texas, he's still going through the old episodes, and like he's he's telling me about this and that, and I'm like, dude, I don't ever remember saying that. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, you said this, and you did that, and it's kind of cool because like I can relive those memories without re-listening to all our old episodes. But he's going through all of them again, which is really awesome. That that's dedication. Or that is insanity. One of the two. <laughs> I uh, wanted to give a shout out to the Four Diamonds Cup. So just go check them out. They got a tournament coming up soon. We sent them some stuff. And they might be helping us get some stuff done. Ooh. Uh, Ken Hinchlife. I've been trading stuff to him. We're selling stuff to him, I guess. He's in Canada. Okay. Um, he didn't know we did a podcast. So I was like, yeah, we do a podcast. And I sent him like a pen or a patch. And he started listening, so he was enjoying it and... He's like, well, what episode should I go back to? I'm like, well, they're all good for different reasons, but definitely check out the tornado one. <laughs> right. Because that was weird. That one is the weirdest episode. Oh, yeah. They're all fairly kind of evergreen in some aspects. In a way, yeah. That's the Since whole point of... Since we just talk about fluff and stuff. It's going to be less so now because we're talking about new stuff. That's true. But that's part of the game. We're still trying to keep it fluff friendly. Um, shout out to Titan Books, I guess is the official name. Yeah. We didn't mention this in the opening segment because I kind of wanted to talk about it here. They're coming out with a new Blood Bowl comic. It's going to have like five different covers. Yeah, that old trick. That old trick of all these different covers. Some of them. It look looks really a lot cool. better than the last one. It, yes. It As looks, in, it looks like you could read it. <laughs> um, I cannot remember the guys who are a part of it. I can tell you that they dropped the ball, and uh, Pete Nifton is not one of them. Exactly. I agree with you. I'm surprised that we didn't see a Pete Nifton cover or even like a sketch cover variant. If we're going to do variant covers. So I hope that maybe in the future, and maybe maybe we don't even know it. Maybe there's some pinups or something in there. Maybe. Um, So 
This is going to be kind of like the old man griping part, but I hope that this comic actually does come to our comic stores and it's not limited to like three copies. So when like five people from our league want a copy of Blood Bowl, it's not limited. But knowing how Games Workshop does everything else, I'm sure this is going to be limited. And then there's going to be people online. It's not being put out by Games Workshop, right? No, I know that, but still. I'm I'm already ready for people to... Get a copy at the store, walk outside, get in their car, take a picture of it, and then say, uh, these are, give me $15 for this if you want one. But they're only four. Yeah, but you're going to go to the comic store and buy it? Yeah. yeah. Go, go find your own then. You don't have to read my post mm-hmm. and start a big crazy thread again, like in all the Blood Bowl communities. <laughs> because I'm sick of dice. I'm sick of everything being limited quantities. If, so, whatever. So, I'm sure this comic's going to have limited qualities. I think the dwarf dice came back on the website. That's fine. But I do like the dice. I want want GW to be successful. Yeah. Just keep producing this stuff. Even if you do it in batches of 100, you sell 100, we're going to make 100 more. Mm -hmm. And when we sell that 100, we're going to make 100 more. Until somebody stops buying it. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't know why they don't talk to me about this. I, we, we try, <laughs> but they, they won't give you any creative control, I guess. And everything from Forge World is like $400. Yes. And it takes seven months to get here. I do, but I, didn't I, even, I get it. We're halfway across the world. It didn't take that long this time. The first time they lost the order, that's fine. The second time, it came pretty fast. I didn't order Vorog, though. You didn't? No. Wow. I can't. I just you don't got know the Zug, can, though, right? I got Zug. I don't know I don't if think I can I'll... pull the trigger on Vorog. How it's... much did Zug cost you? U.S. money. Uh, I had a coupon, so it essentially came to about 25 bucks. All right. How much would it cost without the coupon? Uh, $32 or something. $32 plus shipping? I think that's including shipping. Okay. It, it's conversion rate. and Whew, That is this. a lot for one model. It really is. And, and I, I am not, it's the right term, hobby modelist. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to put these things together. No. I, I would like it just to come in one piece and then I get to glue it in the base. Then I could actually put, yep. Yeah, what am I going to do? Honestly, I got the refs and I got Zug. I'm not going to use any of those. I'm not going to put them together. I'm not going to get them painted. They're just staying in packages. So even as a collector, that I am, I like steel and package. That's fine. I don't see the value of these going up to where I need to get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh, I have to get Varog, otherwise his value is going to go up. Because I think eventually they're going to get through all these stupid issues, and any of these things you want, they'll be on the website, and you can buy them whenever you want. And eventually they're going to go on sale. Eventually, you hope so. yeah. And, and if not, fine. I If I really want it later, I'll buy it or trade something for it. The new Dwarf team, when mm-hmm. I first started seeing like pictures of them that we saw months and months ago, I was like, eh, I don't know about them. I got to play against them, and I think they look really good. I think they look really good. There is somebody. They are a different style. Yes. And if you don't like the style, I totally, I, I get it. But they are different enough than all the other ones. That yeah. makes you kind of like, for me, I'm like, I have three or four dwarf teams. Oh, I think I still want this one, even though I never use it. Did you see the post online about the guy who cut the beards? 
and fix the legs. Yes, he took the... If you don't know, the troll slayers are like in the air jumping and their beards are touching the ground. So that's where they touch their base. Which I don't have a problem with because they're jumping and it's an action pose. It's cool. Okay, I don't like the action poses, but I we already it. know that. Yeah. Yeah, some guy cut those beards off and somehow reformed the legs to make them like running. And they look really good. Yeah, really good. The Zug model, though, looks like he comes in a ton of pieces. He does. And I don't really like pinning things, and it's just not for me. No, we basically just hand them off to somebody and say, please. (laughs) I think we're just kind of old school in the fact that we are used to the old metal miniatures that if you had to put them together, it was like one part. Yeah. I mean, as much as Impact is great, they have a lot of models that require like three or four pieces. Or a hippo that you have to glue tiny, 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 tiny ears on. Right. And that, I just go, okay, I don't need that hippo guy. Yep. And I move on. So, anyways, Zug model looks amazing. The Verag model looks really good, too. I'm not impressed by it. I think it, it looks, looks okay. I'm also not a big orc guy, so. Well, let's start saying, I mean, if I didn't have a Verag. Mm-hmm. I would definitely want that one. But I already have the the old um, third edition one or whatever. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. So not a big deal. No. But keep producing this stuff for us. I know so many people that want that dwarf Skaven field that they can't buy it. Yeah. I know so many people that want these dwarf dice. Can't buy it. And, the, the, yeah. and honestly, yeah. nobody wants to go to Forge World. <laughs> I mean, no. I get it. I get it from your your standpoint, Games Workshop. Or maybe but... Games Workshop, if it's really a company of yours, allow us to pick it up for free at Games Workshop Company. Well, I but mean, yeah, even that. Figure if... out some way to get that to the Games Workshop shipping place and then put it into whatever. Well, you even said that the Games Workshop shop here in Oklahoma City, does not carry Blood Bowl stuff unless you special order it, correct? Yeah, they're not going to carry Blood Bowl anymore. That's, I don't think any of them are. That is crazy. They'll they'll probably carry initial launch stuff, but they don't have room for it. Well, they are tiny shops. Yeah. If it's, it's not a battle bunker. If they still do battle bunkers, they probably carry it because you have room to run games. I gotcha. I went there on Saturday, and it was just, just a regular Games Workshop store. It was packed. They have three tables to run games on, I think. They were completely booked. Hmm. So it's not like, what are they going to do? I mean, if you want Blood Bowl stuff, go to a local game store who can buy it. Or if you want to get it through Games Workshop, just pick it up and go somewhere else. I got you. Unfortunate, but the truth. All right. Well, this is my shout out to Games Workshop. Don't let the comic be limited. And come on, guys. Get together now. You've had plenty of time to fix this, if you ask me. But maybe I don't know, since I'm not. So speaking stuff. of grumpy old men, uh huh. I was in a vintage stock the other day. Okay. And for those who don't know, vintage stock is a store that has used stuff like used DVDs, used games, used comics, stuff like that. Right. So, I was looking at things, and I overheard a conversation. You were looking at Pokemon cards, old mm, Pokemon cards. No. My but, daughter is kicking me and my older daughter's butt in Pokemon. As she should. Yeah. Right. Anyways. Um, 
so I heard one younger guy talk to another younger guy. He goes, yeah, that's why I like coming to this place. They always have, you know, when you can't find a classic movie, you can come here and get it. You know, like <laughs> Grumpy Old Men. And I was like, Grumpy Old Men is not a classic movie in any sense. I'm not even saying that <laughs> it came out a long time ago, so it's a classic movie. Yeah, fine. Yeah, it's been a long time since that movie came out. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie. That's not one you should be like actively searching for. <laughs> if you go to a store to buy grumpy old men, who are you? <laughs> Unless you just love Anne Margaret, which I can get. I think she in the first one. Dude, I don't remember. I've actually watched that movie. Wow. I have not seen the second one. Yeah. But I don't remember. I, I couldn't even tell you who Anne Margaret is. I mean, once you show me a picture of her, I'll go like, okay. Watch Bye Bye Birdie. And she has like a sexy old lady. She's just a sexy woman. Period. And Margaret. It doesn't matter how old she was. Well, uh, Helen Marin was too. Yeah. Now, Bye Bye Birdie, Anne Margaret, 19... She was in a bunch of the Elvis movies. She was in Flintstones as Anne Margarock. Hmm. Anyways. So this doesn't matter. Any other shout outs? No, I don't. I'm, look, I'm looking up Anne Margaret right now. You think she's sexy? What what picture are you looking at? I'm just uh, I'm just looking, dude. She's kind of a redhead. Yeah, she's a redhead. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, she's kind of sexy. I get it. Ooh, young Anne Margaret. Whoa, wow. There you, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Holy moly! Bye bye, Birdie was her first film, and I think she. I want to say she was 18, so I don't sound creepy. But oh god. <laughs> okay, Anne Margaret. All right, you win. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, well, we're going to give our final shout out to Anne Margaret and. Um, uh, Anyways, sign up for Oklahoma Bowl. We will see you in a few weeks. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Do you have bad credit? Do you need good credit? Do you need a death roller? Come to Honest Rocks. Honest Rock has death rollers that are affordable. We don't use shutoff devices if you don't make your payments. That's because Honest Rock keeps your family right here on premises while you play your Blood Bowl game. Never worry again about being behind on your payments because remember, Honest Rock has your family. Daddy. Honest Rock is making commercial. Honest Rock wants you to come on down to the crossroads of hate and pain today. Today.